Hey, I'm Michael, and this is Michael in the Middle. It's an intergenerational relational podcast for people who are interested in better human interaction. I'm glad you're here. Hey, so uh, Thanksgiving was awesome at our house. Um, it was also exhausting in a way. We had a lot to uh, take care of in a house full of people and lots of great food, lots of great laughs. Uh, and uh, it was it was wonderful. Took time to uh, remember my mom um, a little bit. Uh, especially in the anniversary of her death. And I talked about that in uh, episode 16 with my brother uh, last week. But um, it was uh, it was great over the weekend to uh, to see uh, how things had kind of unfolded in, in, in a happy way uh, as uh, there was such a great time of thanks that was given uh, throughout the um, entire weekend. And as we've gone into this week, uh, a week that's kind of a bridge toward uh, the Advent season and thinking about uh, the coming of Christ as a as a child, uh, as a baby, um, and, and looking at the joy that there is and seeing children all around, uh, especially our grandchildren, being able to be with uh, four of the five over the last weekend and, and uh, looking forward to this weekend seeing our, uh, our other grandson, Reston, as uh, we head up to uh, spend some time with uh, Chad and Amy in celebration of our oldest son, Chad's 40th birthday. Um, it's been a great time of reflection, and it's been a, an opportunity for me to think about some of the things that make my heart the gladdest. And uh, so uh, episode 17 here will be a little bit shorter than uh, some of the more uh, interview-oriented formats that uh, are typical of this podcast. But I've enjoyed uh, flying solo every now and then and bringing you uh, some thoughts of my own um, that I hope will encourage your heart. And uh, I'm excited about this one, um, uh, especially because I was reminded of something that I wrote a few years ago. And uh, as I have done before, I've shared some of uh, what I've written in my blog uh, at different times. And I, I think this uh, particular week, um, maybe this will, will be an encouragement to you. So uh, uh, this is uh, from, a, from a blog that I wrote a few years ago called What Makes Your Heart Sing. So uh, some of you may remember uh, that in 1966, uh, a rock and roll group by the name of the Trogs uh, had a big hit with a wild thing. You make my heart sing. You make everything groovy. <laughs> Sounds a little dated, doesn't it? But boy, what a what a cool song and what a memorable line there. You you make my heart sing. Uh, you you need to either have been born no later than the early '60s, or maybe just be an unusually involved uh, fan of oldies rock and roll to to know what I'm talking about here. Uh, but uh, I was reminded of that song uh, when I went to a Kiwanis meeting a few years ago where uh, the Reverend Dr. Sandra Randleman, who at that time was associate pastor at Nashville First Presbyterian, spoke at our weekly Kiwanis Club of Nashville luncheon. 
And uh, she encouraged uh, several of us um, who were in the room that day to, uh, well, really all of us, I guess. It was an address for everyone, but uh, there were people there that uh, had not been familiar necessarily with who she was. And she asked us some pretty personal questions. And uh, I was particularly struck by these. She said, uh, what makes your heart sing? What makes you lose track of time? And then she said, how might your gifts intersect with the world's needs? I, uh, I reached into my coat uh, pocket that I was wearing that day and scribbled some notes down on a sheet of paper. And uh, I, I suspect that I'll be thinking about the things that Dr. Randleman asked us that day as I have over these last few years, I'll, I'll continue to think about those for some time to come. It's a funny thing about coat pockets, at least for me, they become reservoirs of notes and receipts and different things. Sometimes when I'm really inspired, I'll write notes down on random pieces of paper. And, and I've often forgotten that I put these uh, handwritten reminders of things that people say only to rediscover them uh, months later. And so when Dr. Randleman was speaking to us, um, it, uh, it, it was uh, warmer than usual for that time of year. And the last time I'd worn the jacket was, um, you know, back in the summer. And so uh, it, this was a fall day and with temperatures approaching the 80s, I, I put that jacket on, left the house, not knowing of the blessing I'd find uh, later in the day. And on an offering envelope taken from the pew rack at Millbrook Church of the Nazarene, I found one of those reservoirs of refreshment in my pocket. And it was on that day that I ended up at the funeral of one of the kindest ladies you could have ever known. The offering envelope, uh, and if you're watching, you can uh, see it here. I don't know if, if you're familiar with this, but sometimes in the pew rack at a church, They'll have these offering envelopes, and and uh, I didn't have any notepads or 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 uh, you know booklets with me that I carry now that allow me to make notes about different things. But I wrote these notes down uh, during uh, during that funeral service for for Nina Fuller on an offering envelope, and and found it later. Um, you know when I I began to to go through that jacket, I, I was. I was taken by this uh, and, and I wrote on those offering envelopes some notes that I heard from two good messages that day. Uh, like I said, uh, Nina Fuller um, was the mother of Phil Fuller, who uh, some of you may know as the district superintendent for Nazarene churches in the state of Virginia. Later, Nina Fuller's close friend, Nina Gunter, delivered a beautiful message of comfort for family and friends. I had known Roy and Nina Fuller for many years. They had a sweet and encouraging presence about them uh, in the few times that we had personally interacted. But Phil grew up in their house. He knew his mom and dad in a way that only a son could. And the things he said about his mother that day, I think, could serve as a blueprint for how we might achieve world peace or at least enjoy better relationships. So whether with bombs fired from ships and planes or, you know, sadly from our own mouths or from our computer and smartphone keyboards, 
The world in which we now find ourselves is full of pain and danger. As much as I wish I could solve the geopolitical issues of our day, most days I feel downright helpless. The incessant human suffering displayed around the globe and sometimes across the street just seems too much to bear. I think the reason the world stays so torn up is because we forget that maybe there's something in our pocket we forgot was there. And it just might help us if we found it. Maybe the blueprint for world peace illustrated by the life of people like Nina Fuller that I found in my notes on that offering envelope isn't so complicated after all. Here are the main points of the blueprint that I took from Phil's words about his mom. Like it says in Proverbs 31, 25, 26, strength and dignity are her clothing and she smiles at the future. She opens her mouth in wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. Phil said, my mom seemed to say only encouraging words. It was just natural for her to see the good in people. Her eyes twinkled, her smile gleamed, which gave evidence of real joy. And then Phil said she loved God, she loved people, she loved her church, she loved her family, and she loved life. So yeah, I know it's entirely too simplistic to think we could solve all of the world's problems by emulating uh, a sweet Southern lady's path to peace in her own life. But I guarantee you we'd all be better off if we lived that way. I'm not suggesting that everyone has to think just alike. And in fact, I know we won't. But the human condition pretty much begins and ends with a preoccupation with self. And it's why we need the saving presence of the Son of God, that baby Jesus that we will be celebrating throughout these next few weeks. It's why we need that saving presence to show us how to lay down our lives in the most beautifully and wonderful way. I'm suggesting we could do better with God's help. I'm saying that sometimes I think we stay so torn up about things going on around the world, we don't do what we can right here at home. And I'm suggesting that even if we can't solve the global crises that abound these days, we can all say a kind word to our server at the restaurant or the checker at Walmart or the grocery store or the colleague at work that absolutely drives you crazy. Here's what I believe. I believe that kindness is not overrated. And a lady named Nina lived a fuller life than most because she knew that better than most. And I think that made her heart sing. So what makes your heart sing? Could it be making life better for someone else? And if so, why not give it a shot? I uh, have been thinking a lot about what it is that I'm trying to do through this podcast and through the things that I just try to do in a given day. And I think we all have the opportunity at this time where giving gifts is all the rage and it's kind of what we think we're supposed to do during this time of year. But I think we can give the, the world a gift every day simply by uh, being kind and and extending the hand uh, of, of fellowship and warmth um, that was given to us uh, again in, in that uh, sweet little Jesus boy. I love this time of year. The whole season of Thanksgiving to Christmas to New Year's is like one 
big long holiday and it can be tiring it can get crowded in terms of schedule and it can be too much sometimes but i think that you can do something to make life better for the people that cross your path every day and i'm sure doing my best to do that very thing and i hope that as you think about where you are these days that you'll just get in the big middle of trying to do something great for somebody else. And sometimes greatness is actually found in simplicity. It's just doing the next right thing for the next person that crosses your path. Thanks for being a part of this journey with me here on Michael in the middle. And I hope you have an absolutely great day or night or week or month or whatever it is that you're about to experience. I hope it's way better than you're expecting because I hope when it is, you'll pass that blessing along to somebody else. Thanks for being here.